Dr. Morris Duffy here, and I'm absolutely delighted to, um, to uh, in welcome uh, Rosie Dalsham, uh, who's the uh, English international golfer, but I'm sure she'll tell us a little bit more about that as we go forward, is part of the series that I'm doing in talking to interesting and entertaining individuals. Hi, Rosie, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Morris. Thanks for having me. Um, so, yeah, I'm a... England international golfer. Um, I travel all over the world um, just playing golf, I guess, just having a bit of fun. And you're, but you're plus three and, you know, I'm um, going to be a minus 24. That means I get 20 <laughs> shots and I bet you would still even beat me at that, uh, <laughs> at that kind of scenario. So how did you get into golf in the first place? Um, well, my dad and grandpa always played and then um, we've always played hockey as well. So I've always kind of hit a golf ball or hit a ball. Um, and then my mum, they started this thing in about 2012, maybe, um, 2010. Um, it was called Cafe Golf. So my mum started that at the, lo at the local club, Whitley Bay. And I just thought, well... I don't want to be the only one in the family that doesn't play. So I went along and it was a kind of a competition to see who could get the best, the fastest, really. And uh, so were you always a prodigy? So when did you start playing golf? What age were you? Um, I was about 10, probably, when I sort of started with like plastic clubs and that. Um, but I probably started like properly playing on the course and stuff. Um, when I was, what am I now, 18, about 12, yeah, probably um, got my first set of clubs, had lessons and stuff. So in six years, you've gone from, you know, to plus three in, you know, 30 years of playing golf, I'm still on 24. <laughs> so what makes it different for you? Um, I would say I'm quite a sporty person. So like, I just enjoy doing it and kind of pick up different things quite naturally um but I think it just kind of clicked with me and like because I could have competition with my mum because she's a similar standard and then I was like well I want to get good enough so I can beat my dad so it was kind of like just the the determination the because I'm very competitive so I just <laughs> I wanted to win I wanted to beat my parents so I just a lot of hours of practice so, and, and that's a really interesting point, right? So you're very competitive, uh, uh, without doubt, and hours of practice. When you say hours of practice, what do you mean by that? Um, well, to start off with, it's hitting hundreds and hundreds of balls, trying to get it to go straight or somewhere near straight every time. Um, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, I guess, developing a short game, because I think that's probably the the key factor to golf is you can hit the ball but you have to get the ball in the hole at the end of the day and around the green is probably the best bit and just coming up with games and challenges to practice in the situation that you would be on the course. Okay and, and, and how much of that is physical and how much of that is mental? Well a lot of it is physical probably 98% of it is physical um, and I would have said like playing golf in a tournament is 
probably 50% mental game and 50% actually getting the ball in the hole. But majority of golfers don't practice the mental side, which I think is something that can always talk about that 2% gain. I think that mental side is that 2% gain on the rest of the field. I know. And, 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 and you're 18 and you have the bravery of youth and you have the kind of mindset of youth. And, you know, as you begin to start thinking about it more and, you know, I, I, I know that, you know, when we spoke and we've spoken before, you've, you've talked about being, you know, number one in the world. So, you know, to be number one in the world, there will, there will be a huge mental element to it. So when, when, when did you kind of get into the English team? Um, this is my second year in the England girls squad. Um, it was mm, summer of 2018 was when I first got my first like full England cap. I played in the junior open at St Andrews. Um, it was one girl and one boy from England. Um, and I just sort of, I, I did quite well there to be honest. I think I came... 10th or something in the girls in a pretty strong international field and then that winter I got into the national squad and just sort of soaked it all up and took all the advice and practiced hard and then become I guess one of the best players in England. <laughs> and, 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 and that's fascinating so you know because golf is, a, is, a, is an interesting game you know you, you play as an international you know, you play, sorry, you play as an individual um, and then you join this team sometimes and you become a team player. Right? So, you know, I, I, I find, you know, for example, you, one of the groups that I work a lot with is, you know, batsmen and cricket, which is exactly the same thing. You know, you're very much an individual, but you've also got to be part of a team. So how did you find that kind of being integrated into a team? Did you find that very different from where you were or what were the kind of thoughts that you had at that time? Um, I think that actually brought my game on a lot because there was other other girls of the same standard or when I first joined, I guess they were better than me and I was like, I want to be as good as them and I want to, I want the team to win. So like, you can see where they are. And so I was like, I want to be like them. So I, I guess I thrived from it. Um, I suppose it took a bit, bit of adjusting because you've always done it your way and by yourself so then you kind of got there's other players who've got different ideas and they already know each other so you've got to kind of work your way into the team I guess um mm. but once you're in it's really really good and, and how many golf balls would you hit a week oh um I hit at least 50 a day <laughs> 50 golf balls a day, all right? Yeah, so, minimum. Yeah, yeah, so kind of 400 golf balls a week, all right? Um, and, you know, what recommend, What would you advise people, so someone like me, you know, what would you advise me to do in order to improve my game? Uh, <laughs> I would say spend most of your practice at the chipping and, chipping and putting green. All right. Well, most of us go to the driving range and we kind of, yeah. it's a male actual thing that we want to hit the ball as hard and fast as we possibly can. Yeah. So you would say that, okay, so it's all around, it's all around the green. So, you know, we're, we're living in an extraordinary time. So how are you finding isolation and COVID-19? Is this having any impact upon your practice or how are you getting around that? Um, I 
Um, well, I've done so much chipping in the last couple of weeks that I'm like, it's just going, I'm going crazy when I'm chipping. I'm like, oh, next one. Um, I've actually taken to running and I've started running the golf course as though I was playing it. Um, and I found that actually it's like helped me not miss the golf course as much. Um, but I've got a, like a simulator in my garage and a net so I can play courses and stuff. So I'm probably at an advantage over most people, but I'm starting to get a bit of cabin fever. I want to go somewhere. Yeah, and and you're know, coming in to the Easter weekend. I think we we all we all feel like that. You know, I've got uh, an 11 year old boy, which is kind of you know dealing with that challenge on his own. You know, I think he's yeah. gone a bit busy around adults and uh, having no interaction. So you know, I know when we we spoke uh, before we started, you mentioned you were doing your A levels at the moment. So you're still at school, right? Um, and when when do you finish? So are, are you getting a straight buys in all your A levels? So I said A A A A A all the way through now, or how is that working out? Well, I have to say I'm not a fan at all of having no exams. I feel a bit out of control of what um, what I'm going to get in my exams. I've never really worked massively for like your test and mocks and stuff in school because of golf and like being away almost every other weekend. Um, but I'd set aside them two months or whatever before and during the exams that I was going to work hard for them. And now I don't have that and I don't have the best of grades. So, and we're still getting teaching until the 14th of May, which would have been study leave. So mm. I'm just trying to work hard and, and make the most of the time that I've got to improve my grades, I guess. But and, and leaving school with A-levels, what do you plan to do afterwards? Are you going to go on and be a professional golfer? Is that the plan? <laughs> That's my hope. I, um, I don't actually need A-levels. I've got a place at university in America. Um, it's called Baylor in Texas. Um, and I guess I, they do four years there, so I'll just go and do four years of golf with a bit of study. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds, which part of the U.S. is this in? Um, it's in sort of southern Texas. It's in Waco. You may have heard of Waco. All uh, right. So better weather than uh, where you are right now, right? A little bit yes. warm, <laughs> I would suggest. So are, are you a warm, do you prefer playing golf in the, being a warm, or are you kind of a tough Newcastle girl, but, you know, uh, Whitley Bay hacker <laughs> that hurts it when it's raining and it's windy and it's a Lynx course? Well, I have to say my best scores are in the worst weather. Um, and I've had my best results at bad weather tournaments, but I am most definitely a fair weather golfer. <laughs> and, yeah, what, what is the plan? So, you know, so you say that you want to be, obviously, uh, world's number one. So how are you going to go about doing that? Well, I want to do my, my four years at uh, university and get a degree. Um, and then I guess try go to qualifying school and put in a lot of hours of practice. And I think the the main factor to becoming world number one is the mental side of the game, like dealing with bad shots, dealing with delayed tee times because of weather, and just dealing with the different like scenarios and stuff. Which I think is not something many people will work on at all and I think it's something that I've really focused on 
Um, this winter, Shane's no tournaments to put it into test, but I think that is going to be the key factor, obviously, along with a lot of hard work, but I think that's... And, 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 and the interesting aspect uh, you know, of, of, of that uh, and of this conversation is, you know, the, the, the work that, that I do on, on, on the mental part of it, um, you know, as, as you're aware, you know, I, I work, with, you know, you know who I work with, um, but it is about, you know, when the ball is not in play. That's the kind of critical part, you know, so if you're a bats person, a bats person, be you male or female, and I, I coach both, um, you know, it is when the ball goes out to play until the ball comes back into play, what's going on in your brain? And yeah. so are you thinking about the shot that you've just taken? Are you thinking about the shot that's going to come? Now, golfers don't have to think, are you thinking about the ball or the, the way they're going to spin it or what type of ball you're likely to do? Are you thinking about the conditions? And, you know, the very best players will tell you they just don't think. Yeah. Uh, they just just don't think. Um, and, you know, when they're playing a shot, it's not a shot that they have thought about. It's a shot that, you know, so you have, a, you know, zero zero is one point one of a second if you're a, a bats person for the ball to leave the bowler's hand and they hit you. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm always fascinated by, you know, it's, it seems like such a small fraction of time, yet, but yet they get their feet right, they get their hands right, they get their body shape right. They've got all these things to get right in order to respond. And it's all muscle memory. And so it's all, you know, uh, uh, Steve Smith, you know, would face 10,000 balls just to learn to do that. Right? And yeah. I'm always fascinated. He's got 10,000 balls just to practice that one particular move, um, which is unbelievable. Um, and obviously that's why he's the best, best person in the world. Um, but from your point of view as well, you know, it's, it's, it is about that kind of mental edge and, and, and getting that mental edge. And, and I'm sure that within the English international team, they have people who work with you. Yeah, they do. Um, we have, like, they're always at the end of the phone, like, to contact and stuff. Um, but it's like, I guess I just like to get lots of different ideas and they've got their ways and then just, like, reading books and see how different people do it. Um, there's so a really the good... Who's the golfer you most admire? Well, I don't especially have a a golfer that I would want to be or or look up to massively, but um, Annika Sorenstern is probably my my favourite, um, probably one of the best female golfers ever, um, and she puts on lots of tournaments and stuff. So I played in her tournament last year, and she did like a seminar talk thing afterwards, and. Just the way she talks about what she did and um, how she became world number one is, like, I can almost relate to it. Um, and it's quite motivational and inspirational as to how she's gone about it. Okay. And who would be your sporting hero then? Um, I don't really know, to be honest. I, I'm not a massive, like, watcher of sport. Um, or really a massive follower, more just like to just play it. Are you a Toon fan? Right? For those who, who might be listening, are you Newcastle United fans? So are you a Toon fan? Uh, yeah, I am a Toon fan. <laughs> God help you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have any of the matches? 
Um, they're always on in the house when they're playing. Um, and maybe he's dot in and out, maybe he's watched 15 minutes here and there. But, um, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and I can relate to that. I live close enough to you. I'm only down the coast, as you're well aware, yeah. on time. So we're not talking from a very big distance uh, at this moment in time. So I, I can relate to uh, the match and, and, and the atmosphere. So what do you do for, um, you know, hobbies do you have outside of golf? Is there anything that you particularly do or that you like doing? Um, I love playing hockey. Um, I play at school. I play on the same team as my mum in a club um, outside of school, which is a interesting dynamic. Um, <laughs> um, and then I like going to the gym as well. I go in the winter, especially I go three or four times a week to the gym. Um, and then obviously like girls like to do go shopping. I love to spend a bit of money. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely, and and uh, you know, become number one in the world, and and, and you will have plenty to spend. Um, yeah. <laughs> on, 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 undoubtedly. What about uh, music? What kind of music are you into? Well, I listen to a a fair amount of music, um, kind of like pop music, but I couldn't tell you the name of the artist or the name of the song. I just know the words and sing along to whatever comes on. Yeah, you don't have a favorite musician in. No, I think if I was like to name someone, um, oh, Tom, oh, that's bad, I can't remember his name, from The you're Voice. Gonna, you're going to talk pop music to a, an old bloke here and expect me to remember the name? No, uh, no, he's an, <laughs> he's an old Don't bloke himself. The only time that comes to my mind is Tom Jones, and I guarantee yes, you. Yes, that's the one, that's the one. Oh, Tom Jones, you he, like Tom Jones? I think he's great, yeah. Right. Well, that's going back. That's in my era, right? <laughs> yeah. Right back in my era, right? He's a. Uh, he, well, he's. I was going to say he's grey-haired, but he doesn't. I don't know whether he's gone back to his grey hair or not. But he used to be. Uh, he used to dye it all the time, so uh, it's not unusual, right? Yes. <laughs> Tom, right, right. Well, yeah. that's can't. That's dumbfounded me. I didn't expect that one. Now, right? That kind of came out. Yeah. Of, came out of left field. Right, and uh, you know, when you read the books, is it just sports books that you follow, or are there any particular books that you like? Um, I like sports books. Um, books with horses, books with um, hockey, golf. Um, I'm currently reading Commander in Cheat, which is a book about Donald Trump. Um, it's actually really good. It's quite funny. Um, it's about how he plays golf like who he's played with all his clubs how he set them up and then they link it to like how he's got his presidency uh, a really good book i'm enjoying it okay. would you like to play golf with donald trump yeah i would actually that'd be quite good they say, they say he cheats all the time now i don't know whether that's Ooh, true or yes not. i don't know whether that's an accusation or not but they say he cheats he, he doesn't look like a golfer but then you know who does, right, to be honest? Uh, yeah. Because, uh, you know, my uh, father-in-law who lives next door is in his middle, mid-80s, plays golf every day, right? Um, and, you know, when any time I go out with him, he can still beat me at golf, right? Yeah. So, which is, is not, you know, goes to show what kind of game. You know, I'm a, I, 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 the only ball that I kind of grew up hitting was a hurley ball, which is the Irish hurley. Oh, yeah, that's, I like that game. That's, uh, you know, so I have to pick it up to hit it. Uh, so it's not seen in with the, the golfing score. So tell me about, uh, you know, where do you see? So 18, finished school, going to go to the US, um, 
good ambitions, four years uh, there practicing golf, getting to play golf and getting a degree in golf. Wow, that's cool, right? Uh, doing the sport that you love and, and, and getting the education, fitting in around the sport that you love. Right? And then after the four years, going on to be a professional golfer. That's the plan. Yeah. And after that, then when will we see you as number one in the world? When will we see me, did you say? Yeah. Um, yeah. So in that time scale, what have you planned to do? When is that? Well, I've when got 2024. When, when are you going to be on the sideline saying, Rosie, Rosie? <laughs> um, well, you've got 2024, I graduate from university, and then got to qualify. That's 2025. Maybe give it... 2027, 20, 28, maybe? 27, all right. I'll try and live that long then in order to see <laughs> you. If, if I possibly can, so I can see you at an open somewhere uh, and uh, say, I know that person. But no, that's, uh, that's absolutely fantastic. You know, as a, you know, when I met you first as a 17-year-old, uh, I was fascinated playing for the English international team, you know, um, aspiring number one golfer, one of the best golfers in the UK. You know, absolutely, you should be truly proud of what you have achieved. Um, you know, and I wish you every success in, uh, in what you're going to uh, achieve. And I have no doubt that you will achieve that. You know, so for anybody else that's kind of coming behind you, what advice would you give them in the sense of, you know, where you've got to right now? And I know, you know, it's six years and you've achieved a lot. But what would you say to anybody else listening who wants to be a better golfer? What would be that one piece of advice? You know, when I, I, I um, my son... My son wanted to be a, a, a cricket bats person, right? so he wanted to be a cricket batsman, right? So and when I was talking to Steve Smith, I said, you know, what would be the one piece of advice that you would give somebody who wants to uh, learn how to hit the ball better? And uh, he says, what I do is I'd leave down the bat on the ground, and he says, I'd pick it up 10,000 times, right? I'd just bend and pick it up. And I says, why is that? And he says, whatever the grip you have at the end of it, with the two hands that you picked it up with, that's your grip, right? You've yeah. kind of got your grip. So I was thinking, I don't know if I could do that 10,000 times, but yeah, that's down to him. So what would be that one piece of advice you would give? Um, I think stick it, like if you're just starting out, stick at it through the the stage where you just think I can't do this because once you get through it through maybe 30 years Rosie I've been doing that for 30 years and it hasn't got any better so come on tell me something that's going to make the magic what is that secret ingredient <laughs> that's going to make me a better golfer um just <laughs> commit to the shots you're hitting and and have no regrets with your decision that's, and now you're into my territory because I would absolutely say that, right? You know, you have to absolutely commit. And one of the things that we see in elite athletes, you know, one of the things that defines them is what we call kind of finishing the process. They finish the process, which means that that whichever they do, they finish it harder and faster than when they started it, rather than halfway through thinking, I'm not going to do this, I can't do this. None of that. It's, I'm in. And that's it. I'm doing it. Yeah. Uh, absolutely brilliant. So, you know, thank you for giving the time this morning. I really appreciate it. Thank you uh, for sharing some of those insights. Um, I wish you every success in the future. Uh, thanks for doing the podcast. Any kind of final comments before you go? Um, no, not really. Just 
thank you to you for having me and um, stay sane through this strange time. <laughs> thank you very much, Rosie. Thank you. Thank you. If you're interested in change, mindset and personal development, whether in your personal life or career, you can head over to morristuffy.com forward slash resources, where you'll be able to access loads of inspirational material, articles, podcasts and motivational thoughts, as well as meditation and visualization exercises. You can also get in touch with Dr. Maurice Duffy and his team by email on let's talk at morristuffy.com. And don't forget to follow him on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook. Simply search for at the Beak Squawks.